Ladies and gentlemen, I've done it. I'm a psychic. For those of you who watched last week's show, you would have known that I begged Santa Claus for the Jets to get a win, and by gosh, they actually did it! Now they just failed themselves out of the first overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. So, Jets can't even lose, right? Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. Today on the show, yeah, we're going to talk about the Jets because for some reason, they're the worst team in the NFL but can seem to be the only thing that we want to talk about. Also, we got to talk about the NHL, which is coming back, and I'll tell you when. And one of the Lakers got a huge new deal, and it's not Anthony Davis. Stick with us, friends, because sports, sports, sports starts now. Welcome, welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast with me, your host, Nick Drago. For those of you that are new to the program, first off, hello, hi, welcome. I enjoy having new friends here. We like to talk about all the sports news and information from the previous week and give you some insight onto what's going to happen the next week, month, year, etc. How'd you guys do this weekend? Did you do any fun stuff? I'm sure someone out there did somewhere in the world, but... Uh, Hannah and I just kicked it at home. We had a friend come to visit us. That was all cool. And um, now I'm just going to sit here and do Nick things like this podcast. Um, yeah, beyond that, I don't I don't know. Did you guys have fun? Christmas is right around the corner. Ho, 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 and a bottle of rum. That's how that goes, right? Uh, did you guys get your Christmas shopping done? I'm so close. And by so close... I'm not even close. I'm going to go out like Christmas Eve and just buy everything. I'm just kidding. We're good. We're, we're all good on this end. Mostly. Hannah did most of the shopping. I just kind of agreed. All right, friends. Well, um, should we talk about sports? I think we should talk about sports. By the way, if you like what you hear on the show today, you can find me on all your favorite podcasting apps, including Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube, and the Facebook. Uh, and... You can also email me directly, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Again, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Before we do anything, can we can we talk about Lamar Jackson last week? Now listen, I'm sure all of us have been in a situation before where we've just really had to poop. And we can, listen, we're all friends here. We can be honest. Everybody poops. It's that stuff that comes out of you. It's all totally fine. But uh, Lamar Jackson uh, mysteriously had to leave the field for undisclosed reasons. Um, this was on the, the, was this Monday night? I think this was the Sunday night game. <clears throat> um, and the, and, and apparently he was kind of like giving a little dance on his way to the bathroom. Anyway, the, the, oops, sorry, I hit my desk there. Overarching theory is that he just really had to go. But he won't admit it. Did not admit it in the press conference when somebody point blank asked him, did you have to poop? And he wouldn't say. I got to give him some uh, some credit for, for holding on to the lie. But uh, honestly, it's, it's fine, Lamar. We all do it, man. In fact, I, I wonder if he felt lighter after doing that. I don't know. All right. 
Let's talk about this week's games. The Chargers got a win over the Raiders on Thursday Night Football in overtime. It's actually a pretty exciting game. Herbert with 314 yards and two touchdowns. The Bills played a Saturday night game against the Broncos, 48 48 to 19. Uh, the biggest thing here is that the Bills clinch the division. Good for them. I hate them right now. Hate them, but it's better than the Patriots, to be honest. Uh, Panthers, they uh, lost to the Packers 24 to 16. Not a great day if your name is Aaron Rodgers. 143 yards and one touchdown. But man, Oh, man, did Aaron Jones show his stuff. 145 yards on only three receptions. That's pretty impressive. Uh, All right, moving on. Texans lost to the Colts, 27-20. The Titans got a big win over the Lions, much needed, 46-25. Bears got a win over the Vikings, 33-27. Vikings just, oh my God, they keep circling the drain. Seahawks got a win over the Washington football team, uh, 20-15. Patriots lose to the Dolphins, 22-12. And so it's... Highly impossible. I, I don't think they're officially eliminated the Patriots, but I don't think they're getting into the playoffs at this point. Uh, Ravens beat the Jaguars 40-14. to Bucks got a win over the Falcons 31-27. Cowboys, they get a win over the 49ers 41-33. Impressive uh, offside return for a touchdown by C.D. Lamb. I highly recommend you go check. Uh, uh, on, I'm sorry, it was off an onside kick. C.D. Lamb caught the ball. Ran it in for a touchdown. Highly recommend you check out that play because it was pretty cool. Cardinals got a win over the Eagles. Eagles actually kept it pretty close now that Jalen Hurts is the new quarterback. We're going to talk about that whole situation. And, oh yeah, the Jets got a win. 23-20 to over the Rams. Over a good team. Oh, you know, they were this close to Trevor Lawrence. One of the best NFL prospects in probably since Andrew Luck, and here we are again, friends. The Jets screw it up. They just screw it up, and that's all it is to it. Jaguars are probably going to end up with him, and the Jets will end up with somebody obscure that we're going to forget about in two years. Chiefs got a win over the Saints, 32-29. And then tonight's game, you have the Browns and the Giants. That should be fun. And then you have the Steelers taking on the Bengals. All right, let's take a look at those standings. Buffalo right now is on head in the AFC East. Like I said, they have clinched the division at 11-3. Miami is 9-5. New England, they are officially eliminated at 6-8, and and the Jets are one and 13, not undefeated, not not super a super defeated season, winless season, whatever we want to say. They got to win. Okay, great. Sorry, we're moving. We'll move on. I promise. Um, Pittsburgh, it clinched their clinched a playoff spot, not the division yet. They're 11 and two, just two games ahead of Cleveland. Cleveland's nine and four. Baltimore's nine and five. Remember, Cleveland plays tonight against the Giants. That should be an interesting game. Uh, in the AFC South, Tennessee and Indianapolis are neck and neck. The Titans are ahead, but they're both 10-4. and four. Titans have the tiebreaker here. And then Houston and Jacksonville both eliminated. Houston with four wins, Jacksonville with one. 
In the AFC West, you have the Chiefs. Are uh, They've already clinched that division at 13-1. Vegas, their playoff hopes are alive, but let's be honest, they have pooped the bed recently. But they're still alive. I think let's let's uh, let's take a look at, at Vegas here. Can we see their their schedule? Oop. Yeah, they've well they lost their last two games, so we can start at that. They were seven and five a few weeks ago. Two opportune chances that they just totally blew it. So not that they were going to win the division from the Chiefs, but it's definitely harder for them to get the playoffs now. Who are their playoff teams if you're the AFC? You got Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Kansas City. Those are the obvious ones. Now, there are three wild card teams. I keep forgetting this this year, and I keep saying two, but there's three wild card teams. Uh, so, Indianapolis would be the, the next wild card team. And then I believe it would be Cleveland. Um, and then either Baltimore or Miami at this point would be the other wild card team. Uh, so, that could be interesting stuff. I don't know. We'll see. In the NFC, Washington is still ahead on in the A- NFC East. Uh, Giants play tonight, so they could end up tying. But uh, Washington six and eight. Giants are five and eight. Dallas is five and nine. Yeah, Dallas is in there too. And the Eagles are four nine and one. This this is probably the most interesting division for for. I mean, none of them. I, we we'll probably have at least one team with a losing record, and I'd love to know which one it is because this division is all over the place. NFC North, you have Green Bay at eleven and three. Yes, they have clinched. The Bears getting a couple of big wins in, in recent weeks uh, that pulled them ahead. I know I was teasing them a few weeks ago. They started five and one, and then they were they were five and seven. Uh, but they've won two straight games, seven and seven. They have a chance. Minnesota, meanwhile, is pooping the bed. They've lost their last two games. They're six and eight right now. Detroit's officially been eliminated. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> in the NFC South, New Orleans is ten and four. Uh, they've obviously clinched a playoff spot. Right behind them is Tampa Bay at nine and five, and then Atlanta and Carolina are both four and ten. They have been eliminated. In the NFC West, you have Seattle at ten and four. The Rams keeping the season alive at nine and five. Arizona is eight and six, and then San Francisco is out of it at five and nine. Who are you, who are the teams in the playoffs right now? You have Washington, you have Green Bay, New Orleans, Seattle. Right uh, after that, you're going to get Tampa Bay as one of your wild card teams. Uh, the Rams are the other wild card team, and then right now would be the Arizona Cardinals would get in. So uh, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, honestly. You know, when you look at these two teams, these two leagues, conferences, whatever you want to call them, I still think Kansas City is the team to beat at 13-1. I've talked extensively about Pittsburgh. They they haven't really beaten many strong opponents this year. They're two, they have two losses. Did they? Oh, yeah, that, that's right. They lost again. So I think Pittsburgh's starting to show their true colors here. They've beaten some easy teams. So I really think Kansas City is going to blow the rest of the AFC away. When you look at the NFC, it's not so cut and dry. I know New Orleans seems to be the favorite. I think Seattle's defense obviously is very strong, and their offense has really been on a roll recently. Uh, so I like what I'm seeing from Seattle's offense. Oh, and they have Josh Gordon now. So, um, yeah, that's going to help them. Uh, and then when you look at... You know, Tampa Bay, I'm sorry, not Tampa Bay, Green Bay is definitely a strong contender as well. I think it's going to be one of those three, you know, Tampa could play the role as as a, a 
spoiler here. You know, Tom Brady has the experience. He's got a lot of weapons on that team. They could just be waiting for the right matchup. Um, I don't really see the Rams, especially after today's performance, or the Cardinals getting very far. So I think the NFC is a little bit more of a toss-up. It'd, it'd be interesting to see which uh, which teams get in to the finals. By the way, Tom Brady passed John Elway today. What with a record for second most all-time sacks? Uh, I mean, listen, it. the more you play, the more you're going to get hit. Number one all-time is actually Brett Favre. Uh, with 297, wait, what? Oh, no, that's 297 consecutive starts. Be 525 sacks over the course of his 20-year career. So uh, Tom Brady could be number one. I'll be happy with that one. All right, can we talk about Carson Wentz? The, the situation in Philly has gotten interesting. Jalen Hurts is clearly establishing himself as the starter. Um the Eagles suddenly have some some offense behind them. Carson's been kind of gun shy, and and you talk to anybody here in Philly, they'll tell you the same thing: is yeah, the injuries have piled up. You know, they had the concussion last year, but really the big injury was the year the year they they won the Super Bowl. He came back a, a little too early in most folks' opinions, uh, but B, he looks gun shy. He doesn't look like he's ready to just bolt downfield. Jalen Hurts. Eh, He's on it. He's ready to go. So uh, there was a report today that Carson Wentz is saying he will not play as a backup to Jalen Hurts. He wants to start. And, you know, I, I respect Carson. Everything that went down with Nick Foles and with the Eagles those those two years, um, I respect the hell out of the guy. He was a team player. He earned his stripes. You know, now just they're having a bad season. He's having a bad season. And suddenly it's like, let's ship him off. Uh, So yeah, he's probably going to end up playing somewhere because based on what we're seeing right now, Jalen Hurts could be the guy. So uh, where does Carson go? The 49ers have come up in conversation. You know, Jimmy G didn't really work out. Nick Mullins isn't really working out. Um, San Francisco has some, some great players he could fit in very nicely there. However, I've also seen uh, talks about... Oh, that's the wrong the wrong one. Yep. I have seen talks about the Jets. And I know, I keep bringing them up. <laughs> this is for other reasons. Joe Douglas, who's the current general manager of the New York Football Jets, he was part of the, the group that brought in Carson Wentz and helped win a Super Bowl in Philadelphia. Uh, he knows the game. He knows Carson. Maybe try to get a deal done and, and bring a quarterback like that to MetLife Stadium. It's a possibility. I don't think it's a very large one. The Eagles are in... You know, if the Eagles fail to make the playoffs this year, I think you're going to see some major changes, maybe even a, a shakeup. So, uh, actually, that leads us to our next topic here. I want to talk about the... Uh, <clears throat> Coaching carousel that's right around the corner. So a couple of these teams uh, maybe have or have not fired their coach yet. This is from Yahoo Sports, but uh, we're going to use their list here of uh, job openings that have come up. They they rank them based on um, uh, attractiveness of the job, So let's say. So number one here, they have the LA Chargers. And the Chargers definitely need some help. Uh, Justin Herbert has shown flashes of greatness so far. He could be the future with the Chargers, or he may just be a great bridge player to get them through the next couple of years till maybe a, a real top contending quarterback uh, 
shows up. But playing in Los Angeles, yeah, it's tough when you have the Rams overshadowing you. It'd be very interesting to see how it goes. The Jets are actually a top team here. Everything about them sucks, but they have good draft position. And they have a lot of money. In fact, $76 million in cap space going into this offseason. That's a lot. Enough that they could rebuild this team, maybe turn it into a contender. What they have to do is recruit some good players, though. They struggled because their whole focus last season was offensive line. And let's be real, didn't help them all that much. Uh, But they were also not really grabbing some big, high-impact offensive linemen. Uh, All right, Houston Texans. The Texans definitely have a good position to to be in, uh, and you can thank Deshaun Watson for that. The guy is fantastic. I know he's uh, hurting a little bit this year. Houston didn't look too great this year, but you you have a team ready-made to win in Houston. I would love to see them actually progress to that next step. The Jags actually... Now that Trevor Lawrence is in the picture, the Jags could be an attractive target. Uh, Jacksonville is sort of in this weird rebuild mode right now, um, and you could center that all around Trevor Lawrence and go from there. It would certainly be an attractive position for a coach. The I don't know where to go with the Lions. I can't believe the Lions are actually on this list here. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> the Lions, you know... Here's my problem is that you have Matt Stafford, right? Matt Stafford, for some reason, is still on this team. I really think they're going to try and trade him, or maybe they've already started shopping him around. But at some point in his career, he has to realize, like, you're not going anywhere with Detroit. It's the same reason why Calvin Johnson, well, that and injuries and whatnot, but the same reason why Calvin Johnson decided to step down at 30 years old. Um, I just, I don't think Detroit's going anywhere. Um but we'll see what happens. So, yeah, not really an attractive job in my eyes. Same with the Falcons. is kind of tough because who knows what Matt Ryan's going to do. If you have Matt Ryan, hey, you uh, you, have a te- you have yourself a team. But um, it's hard to say whether or not they're going to keep him or move on. You know, they do have Jones. Uh, Julio Jones is he's fantastic. Uh, he's one of the best. But um, it's hard to say what what they're going to do. And if they keep those guys, then yeah, you, you as a coach stepping in could certainly turn this team around. If they don't keep those guys, it should be interesting. You know, the other names that came up here are uh, the Bucks, the Eagles, the Bears, depending on how this season shakes up, could determine who's coaching the next season. I don't think the Buck, I don't think the Bucks will move away from Bruce Arians just yet. He's going to get them to the playoffs. You know, it's a turnaround. No, it's not the phenomenal season they were expecting but they're nine and five right now that's uh, that's good enough for the time being uh eagles are a different story i think if they fail to make the playoffs i said it earlier they could be making some changes and doug peterson could be at the forefront there's already talks about blaming him for a lot of the mishaps this season the whole carson Wentz debacle so we'll kind of see what happens there and the bears i don't know what the bears are going to do I, I don't understand that team they're <laughs> They either look really good or really bad, like make the playoffs and then fail in like the double doink. Come on, everybody remembers the double doink. That was hilarious. All right. Oh, well, I have it up here. Here's some of Matt Stafford's stats. But 32 years old, the guy has thrown for over 44,000 yards. And touchdown-wise, I mean, 278 touchdowns 
in his lifespan. He is a pro bowler. He is a phenomenal player playing on a non-phenomenal team. All right, let's look at the NBA because it's coming back Tuesday, baby. I am so excited for this. First off, not only am I excited for the game for, for the NBA to come back, but the two first two games are gonna be Warriors Nets and Clippers Lakers. Why are, well, Clippers Lakers should be obvious why that's significant, right? Two LA teams, both title contenders. That was the Western Conference Finals we were hoping for last year. But you know, LeBron, Anthony Davis versus Kawhi, Paul George. I kinda like it. And of course, Tyron Lou is gonna be an interesting uh addition to this rivalry, being that he was LeBron's former coach in Cleveland. He has won a championship. So uh, I'd love to see that game. But the Warriors-Nets, this could be interesting. So Kevin Durant obviously helped the Warriors win two championships. And uh, now he plays for the Brooklyn Nets. He didn't play all of last season. Kyrie Irving skipped out on the bubble. And so you have two healthy Nets who looked really good together in preseason playing a Warriors team that has a lot of question marks. Where is, is Steph Curry going? Is this going to be the same Warriors we're used to, or are they going to fall flat? It should be interesting to see. So keep your eyes peeled on those two games. And then Wednesday, you have some other interesting ones. Uh, Heat and Magic, that should be fun. Knicks and Pacers, I know I know what you're thinking. I want Watch the Knicks, because they've looked really darn good in preseason. I mean really good. Some of those guys they brought in, those new draft picks, uh, I think the Knicks actually have a future. They playoff bound, maybe not quite yet, but keep an eye on them. Bucks and Celtics, that's definitely a game you're going to want to see. Both are both are they're probably the two top teams in the East. Uh the Celtics court sort of fell apart at the end of last year. Bucks just re-signed the Greek feet freak Giannis. <clears throat> He's going to be there another 5 years. And no, we didn't get a chance to talk about this yet, but that's some exciting stuff. He is going to be fired up. He wants to win with this team, and he wants this team to bring in some damn players for him to play around. Uh, Raptors, Pelicans, that's another one. Zion Williamson will be on the court again, and the Raptors, meanwhile, they have probably one of the strongest rotations in the league, so I, I like what I'm seeing there. Uh, Thunder Rockets, there's always some implications. James Harden playing against his former team. Blee, blee, blah, blah, blue, blue. Uh, what else do we have here? Nuggets, Kings, that's not too exciting. Trailblazers, Jazz, that could be an interesting matchup. Dame Lillard, uh, yeah, I like it. And then Suns and Mavericks, another fun one. So those are the first batch of games you'll have coming your way. But uh, yeah, overall, I'm very much excited for the league to return. Now, I did say there is one Los Angeles star who signed a contract today, and it's Kyle Kuzma, three years, $40 million extension. Not exactly what you're expecting. You know, Kuzma's 25 years old. Um, he's actually been great for the Lakers. You know, he was a team player with everything last year, bringing in Anthony Davis and, and playing alongside him and LeBron. Uh, I know LeBron likes the guy, but at the same time, he's been dangled out there as trade bait, and he may still continue to be while this team looks for an active star. But $40 million is nothing to scoff at. Um, I think he averaged six, he's averaged 16 points per game in 114 games with the Lakers. That's 
only in his first three seasons. By the time this contract runs out, he's going to be 28, and yeah, that's prime time. He's going to be looking for big money then. So I'm actually uh, I'm excited for the Lakers in this deal. Uh, Rudy Gobert, by the way, uh, signed a five-year, $205 million contract with the Utah Jazz. Uh, and he is 28 and in his prime. He's definitely getting some big money here, and the Jazz want to build around him and Donovan Mitchell. I think they're going to do that pretty well. Now they have to uh, they have to figure out a way to get past some of those top contending teams, you know, the Lakers and the Clippers. Yes, they have a big name. They have the glitz, the glam. The Jazz don't really have that, but dang, do they have some talent, and they can challenge those teams, and they've proved that they can challenge those teams. So keep your eyes open. That should be fun. The NHL is coming back. Hockey, baby. Wow, that's a that's my terrible shot. This is the hockey dance. It's like I'm slapping a puck. A slap a puck. All right. Uh, NHL is coming back starting January 13th with a 56-game season. All those teams are going to be confined to their four divisional bubbles, and we talked about them before, but we can reiterate them now if we must. Uh, the North Division, aka North of the Border, is going to be Calgary, Edmonton, uh, Montreal, Ottawa, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. In the West, you have Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Los Angeles, Minnesota, San Jose, St. Louis, and Las Vegas. In the Central... This is the one that I found the most interesting, but you have Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Detroit, Florida, Nashville, Tampa Bay. It's more like Central East, kind of, Uh, but it does reunite the Blackhawks and the Red Wings, so that's kind of exciting. And then you have the East, which is Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, uh, both New York teams, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington, and it should be fun to see some of these teams together. I I mean, honestly... I would have to assume that four teams from each division are getting into the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to do what they did last year with a a play-in wild card. But if I'm looking at the top four teams in each division, I have to say the North is the most interesting because any one of those could be a contender at any time. I really like Edmonton. I like Toronto. After that, I, I think it could be Vancouver or Calgary um, maybe Montreal as your your third team. Winnipeg's always tough. So they're, they're a little harder to predict. When you're looking at the West, I'd also agree this could be tough to predict as well. Um, Vegas and St. Louis, those are two obvious ones. Colorado will most likely get in there. And then you could get, you know, maybe, I don't even know. I don't even want to say, but like Arizona, maybe. This is going to be a tougher one to call too. The West, the West always, the last few years has had a lot of gridlock. It's not as predictable as the East has been. So to combine these these divisions like this is kind of fun. I, I like what I'm looking at here. Um, then you have the Central, and the Central, again, this could be a hard one to predict. I wouldn't expect much from Chicago, Columbus, but you know Dallas is going to be in there. Uh, Tampa Bay, Carolina, those are probably your first, your, your top teams. And then uh, I guess you could say Columbus or Nashville will probably compete for that last spot. Florida may or may not be in there. Don't expect much from Chicago or Detroit. Uh, like I said, it's more fun that they're playing in the same division. The East is going to be the toughest one. And... Uh, I say that because the Metro is a very challenging division. Uh, Washington is very likely going to get in. Pittsburgh will get in. Both teams are not as strong as they used to be. 
Uh, the Flyers looked very good last year and were, in fact, in first place in the Metro. So uh, look for the Flyers to be competitive. Rangers and Islanders, either one could go either way. Same with the Devils. Um, same with Buffalo, really, and then you have Boston. So if I had to take a guess based on last year's top teams, I'm going to say Washington, Pittsburgh, Philly, and Boston would be the the uh, teams to look out for in that division, most likely going to get into the playoffs. All right, Major League Baseball announced this week that it is officially adding the Negro Leagues to the record book. Um which I'm very excited about. You know, there are a lot of players and big names from those leagues that got zero recognition for a very long time, and so it'd be nice to see their names be recognized as major league players. Now, I I believe that it's only through... It's only a short time frame that's being considered, uh, because after 1945, as you know... Was it 1945? Um... Uh, what year did Jackie Robinson break the color barrier? Well, as you know, at a certain point, the color barrier is broken, and those gentlemen could play in Major League Baseball. Uh, well, in in what we na- at the time considered to be Major League Baseball. See, we have to rephrase how we talk about these things. Um, <clears throat> so I believe anything up until that point is going to be considered official major league record. How that changes some of the biggest records in the league, I don't have a hundred percent certainty on, but I do know when you're looking at batting average, there's going to be a couple names up there that'll replace Ruth. That'll replace some of the top t- names in what we once knew as major league baseball history. Now we'll, will know as major league baseball history. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. All right, let's move on. The Cleveland Indians, while we're talking about um, race and culture, uh, the Cleveland Indians have agreed that they are changing their name. What are they going to be? The Cleveland baseball team for the next two years? It's probably going to be two years or so until they unveil their new team, new logo. What are the top contenders right now? I actually like the Cleveland Spiders. So it's playing homage to the original Cleveland baseball team. Uh, that played from 1889 to 1899. I really like some of these logos here. I mean, how cool is that C with a spider on it? So I, I think they could go that route, and it would be very well received. Uh, the Cleveland Guardians, I'm not really sure. The name is a take on the Guardians of Traffic statues th- seen throughout Cleveland. Well, that's interesting. I don't think many people are going to get that reference unless you're from there, but that could be interesting. The Cleveland Rockers uh, and reference to them being home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Cleveland Rock It, in reference to the NASA Glenn Research Center, which is located in Cleveland. I think that one's less likely as well. Uh, Rockers is a possibility. Oh, well, there was a Cleveland Rockers WNBA team from 1997 to 2003, so maybe that is more likely. So right now our top contenders, I'd say Spiders, Rockers, uh, Buckeyes. Yeah, I know everybody thinks about... Ohio State and the Buckeyes. I don't think they would end up doing that. Uh, and the Cleveland Naps. Now, uh, <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with Clevelanders falling asleep in the afternoon, as this article likes to say. Um, but the the nickname is a play off Nap um, Lajaway, uh, who was Cleveland's one of Cleveland's first Major League Baseball stars. Uh, so they actually called the team the Naps a very long time ago in honor of him 
And I think it would be very well received if they named it after him again, but they really have to sell it because Naps is a weird name for sure. Uh, and then there's some honorable mentions, of course. Um, <laughs> Phil Hughes uh, <clears throat> wanted to change the name to the Cleveland Midges. If you remember uh, Cleveland and New York in the playoffs a couple of years ago with Jabba Chamberlain and a whole lot of bugs. Thanks, Phil Hughes. But uh, I really like Naps or Spiders. I think they should go that route, but you never know. Cleveland could come up with anything here. And while we're talking about Ohio, the Cincinnati Reds are discussing possibly trading Luis Castillo. He has been a top pitcher for them in the league for the last couple of years, and that would certainly be interesting. Meanwhile, DJ LeMahieu still not signed a contract, but he wants five years, $125 million. The Yankees can definitely afford that. The question is, will they afford that? I hope they do, but we'll find out. And then, uh, oh yeah, college Football, the rankings right now, so uh, the playoffs have been set, and I'm a little, mm, little disappointed that it'll be Notre Dame, that Notre Dame still sneaked in. I like Notre Dame, don't get me wrong, but they got their butts kicked by Clemson, like absolutely murdered, so uh, would be interesting to see. They did drop from three to four, or they may have been, were they two? I don't know. They, they dropped to four. Uh, so they'll actually play Alabama um, <clears throat> in the first round, and Clemson will play Ohio State. No, they are not expanding the playoffs this year, but we got some good matchups. Alrighty, friends. Well, that's all the time that I feel like talking for today because that's basically how this whole thing works, right? Uh, if you like what you heard, you can find me on SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, and the Facebook. Oh, special thanks as usual to Johanna Drago. She's the content editor, logo designer, and set designer of this podcast. Also, the music you hear is a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. Link to his website can be down in the show notes. Special thanks as usual to our social media warriors, Mary Kay and Gary Albert. They love listening every week. Joe Calabro, he always likes our stuff on Facebook. So, uh, yeah, friends, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, with that, find me on all those favorite apps of yours. And then you can like, comment, subscribe, tweet, bleep, deep, and dabbity doo. I really have to do a Lamar Jackson take a poop. See, we can rhyme. That's how it works, right? Let me dance on over to the bathroom. All right, friends. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. And have a good Merry Christmas.